you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin with teammate Aliyah Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Most of us think we're humble. We don't brag about our successes to people with less, spout our opinions like we're the greatest of all time, or judge people by a standard even we don't meet. But today's guest and author, Jessica Bellinger, challenges this pervasive assumption that most of us don't have a pride problem. We've got something else, but we'll talk about that. That's why on today's episode, we're learning more about the relationship between humility and pride. We'll discuss two things. One, why humble is the new successful, and two, how to reintroduce humility as a daily practice. And now this is The Females. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to The Females. Hi, how are you guys? We're good. We're recording on a Friday. So I think we're all in <laughs> high spirit. <laughs> Happy <Yeah>. Friday to you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited. So can we start by learning a little bit more about your background and really what inspired you to write The Humility Paradox? Because writing a book is one thing, but usually people have some sort of background that leads them to saying, I got to write a book about this. Right. Okay. So my background as a human is I am a mom of three boys. I'm married. So I started as a wedding photographer and uh, I kind of wanted to learn more about e-commerce. So I started an e-commerce brand. And then right after launching the e-commerce brand is when the book kind of came out. And it came out kind of funny because I, for one, have no background in writing. I'm just someone who kind of wrote leisurely. (laughs) I I journaled. And humility was a subject I was always thinking about and like comparing in my life and um, aware of. So I started writing more like personal journaling and I eventually wrote so much about this one subject that I realized I could make a book out of it. So it kind of just happened. I always tell people I wrote a book by accident. Once I had enough content is when I reached out to someone to help me publish it, you know, fix it up, add things in that needed to be added in. And the book is about, it's called the humility paradox. I guess I should mention the title. (laughs) So it's about humility and how humility is a key practice to bringing you know, fulfilled and joyful life, but also uh, how to use it in modern times and apply it to, you know, modern situations and your, even your social media presence. I feel like talking about social media and humility is really important, especially, I mean, that's the time that we live in right now. 
But the paradox in it all is how you can basically, you can still be wealthy and successful and practice humility. I feel like a lot of older books and a lot of older teachings are like, you know, sell all your belongings and live in the dirt. And that's how you be <laughs> humble. But that's not accurate. That's not like a good way to teach people who are just like living normal lives how to practice humility. It, you know, that's that's way over people's heads. And that's not necessarily humility because you can still be a poor snob. I mentioned that in the book. You can still be someone who, you know, doesn't have a lot of money and is also snobby and prideful. So you don't have to give up the life you have to practice humility. In fact, it'll nourish the life you dream of in a better way than before. Okay, so I'll just jump right to the point. How and why is humble the new successful? So what does that mean and what does it look like? So the book kind of points to like your heart more often to to be aware of what's going on inside before it starts to echo out on like the physical realm of your life. So true success starts on the inside first, right? Because we all want joy and, you know, happiness and fulfillment and contentment. We can't have just physical success without inner contentment, joy, and success as well. You need both. Um, I'm also a firm believer in manifesting good things. So when you practice things like love and humility and focus more than you give out into the world rather than what it can give you, you attract the same kind of things into your life. So you're nourishing your life by being outwardly focused on the whole world and your meaning as a whole, rather than just, you know, feeding yourself in that moment. Also being humble makes it possible for us to be more okay with failing and trying again, because we need to be okay with failing and not fall into shame you know, shame in a lot of ways is rooted in pride. So when we kind of knock down our pride, we don't feel as ashamed because we're not ashamed to show that we're human and that we fail. (laughs) So I want to read a description from your book and then discuss this self-care obsession because you talked about social media. And I think that's a a definite place where there's a self-care obsession thing going on. Okay. So you said every corner of pop culture from movies and news to podcasts and memes tells us we're awesome to get what you want. Simply love yourself, improve yourself and do you. After all, if you're on a plane and the pressure drops, put your oxygen mask on first before helping the person next to you. Except we spend our whole lives putting on our mask, decorating it, and taking selfies. Self-care becomes self-obsession. We put others last and ourselves first, all while assuming our hearts are in the right place. So I totally hear you on this. And I, in my book, I talked about the fact that we as a culture, we do have this obsession with self-improvement, but this obsession shouldn't be on self-improvement. It should be on growth, right? Like your goal should be to be growing as a person. So I guess when I read this, I agree with it, but I'm also thinking, is it wrong to put ourselves first? And I think for women, especially this can seem counterintuitive because there's a struggle many of us have, which is putting ourselves first versus prioritizing others around us, our kids, our partners. So I'm thinking about boundaries, advocating for yourself and how this could seem kind of counterintuitive. This, as you said, the advice we get on a regular basis. So I would say this is more of a matter of our heart rather than like physical works because standing up for yourself and giving yourself a break when you need to, I'm in no way telling people, you know, work yourself to the bone, deny yourself of anything in order to give, give, give. Um, I know that's something women especially struggle with, um, especially being a mom of three. I totally understand that. And I don't do that. 
So this more means uh, with everything we do, we need to step outside of ourselves and ask, is this rooted in pride or humility? You know, taking care of yourself betters you so that you can better the world around you. So it's more like before you post the selfie, think, is it rooted in humility or is it rooted in heart? Is that kind of like a filter right. people could use? That's a really good example because how many times have we posted selfies to make someone else jealous? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this, you know, I'm look at me. Whether I'm, intentionally or not intentionally. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. But, but I've been there to where I'm, I'm thinking of someone in my mind and I'm posting something to evoke some sort of higher than thou emotion from them. And you really have to check that. Like, like, is this to, to uh, push people away? Like, like when people post very polarizing things, like they, they have to ask themselves, like, am I helping or am I hurting with the self-love movement, especially because that's, that's so predominant right now. It is almost become an excuse to self-serve and people have used that movement to take it to the extreme of, um, you know, self-serving only and not mm -hmm. bothering about, you know, how it affects the rest of the world. And I do talk about that in my book and how I'm, I kind of, I don't identify with that movement or use it or anything. So there's a line when taking care of yourself or where it can turn into selfishness. And if we don't step outside of ourselves and evaluate our hearts, it can easily turn into selfishness. And that's why I say it starts in the mind first, because you have to be able to step outside of yourself and really evaluate why you're doing things and what it's serving. If mm -hmm. it's not serving the world positively, then it's probably rooted in pride. Um, but if you feel like it's serving the world positively, then it's probably rooted in humility. If you're not practicing humility, then you're choosing pride. There's no middle ground. Um, it's, it's always one or the other. And that's what we have to be aware of is it's, you can't just be in the middle. Well, you're not in the middle. There, there is no middle ground. <laughs> it's, you know, it is one or the other. Gotcha. So this self-care obsession, it's not that self-care is bad. It's that you've got to filter through. Is it rooted in humility or is it rooted in pride? If it's rooted in pride, check yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny during like the beginning of quarantine, I feel like there was so much messaging, especially on like Instagram, for example, about like, it's okay to do nothing. It's okay. If yeah. You just need to like, you know, which is like true. You know, you can have a day where like you just need to take care of yourself or whatever. But there was so much of that messaging. And personally, I like really took that and I was like, yeah, I should really like do this. And then I had so much self-care, quote unquote, where I was like, I'm really not doing anything. Like, I'm like, I actually <laughs> checking myself. I don't need another day off right now. Like, I really don't. And it's just like being honest with yourself instead of being like, I don't know. Right. And maybe la lazy is like not the right word, but like I actually do thrive when I'm being productive. Like personally, I know that about myself. So it's like, it's so funny. I totally agree that there's like this obsession with like, it's okay to just do nothing and like whatever, but it's like, it might not actually make you happier or like help you grow. And I found that for myself personally at the beginning of quarantine where I was like, man, girl, you're getting enough self-care right now. <laughs> like you, you can go do other stuff now and like, yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to fall into that echo chamber online. Yeah. I see it. I see like things being regurgitated that are not that I know that the person posting them doesn't even understand what it means. Like, cause it has <laughs> no meaning. Yes. Um, it's just so empty and um, yeah. it's not a eternal way of living. Like it, it's not thinking about your whole life. It's just thinking about what you're getting out of that moment. Yeah. 
very short term gratification versus mm-hmm. like long term thinking. I'm yeah. also I'm not into the extremes like the people who are like, it's not a right. productivity contest. This not it's like then you get off Instagram and chill <laughs> and do your thing. Like I I'm I, I don't really always appreciate these like extreme messages of like to your point or one or the other. But I I'm sort of also a believer in like everything in moderation. That's why I think you have to be careful because you can go down this rabbit hole of like becoming your own DIY self-improvement project to to like an extreme where you are never mm-hmm. happy and then what does that get you also? So I, yeah, anyway, all this to say, I agreed. <laughs> all, and, and that is rooted in pride. I mean, only focusing on your mental health for mm-hmm. years and years. I mean, I've had a lot of mental health problems and, and I've had to, you know, take points in my life where I could not focus on anyone else or anything else. I had nothing left to give because I was so used up, but people will, will use it as an excuse to never. Yeah you know, focus on anyone else. And then there are people who are, you know, now in their sixties and seventies, still only focusing on themselves that, and they've never given any sort of, you know, they're always just wondering like what the world owes them or what they can uh, get out of something. And, you know, that's no way to live. And you're always going to have issues if you don't at one point decide, okay, how can I better, what is my purpose in the world? How do I need to get better to serve that purpose? And focusing on that purpose and what in the way you serve the world will actually make you feel better. It, it is always a positive. Like it, it does not take from you to give. Now, if, if you're giving and you're bitter every time you give, then you're not giving correctly because you're still wondering what the world can give back to you. Yeah. Expecting something in return. Yeah. And that's why bitterness grows. And I talk about all of that in the book kind of go over especially bitterness and stuff like that because that is a very easy thing that happens and, and when you start to feel bitter because you're giving you know that it's rooted in pride and some something's not working or you're giving to the wrong person you know don't give just to give you you do have to do it intentionally up next jessica will share actionable ways we can reintroduce humility as a daily practice Let's take a quick break to talk about issue. If you're a creative, you're already familiar with this drill. You spend days, weeks, months, or even years working on a project, and then you're finally finished. Yay. Except you're not. Not even close. When it finally comes time to share with the world, that's when a million little details seem to pop out of nowhere. I know. It's kind of a nightmare. When you have an important story to share, Issue is the all-in-one platform designed to remove complexity and help you distribute beautiful, eye-catching digital publications. Simply upload your PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision. With Issue, you can create your content once and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website and across your social platforms. So you don't have to like resize for Instagram, then Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. Especially as I close out the year with everything Career Contessa related, the podcast content, social, and everything, Issue helps me keep my details together so that I can finish up and finally sit back to relax after the decade that 2020 has been. (laughs) Yes, it's been an entire decade in a year. Get started with Issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and then use the promo code FEMALES. All right. So they've got a funky spelling. So let's do this again. That's issue. I S S U U.com slash podcast. And then use the promo code females F E M 
A-I-L-S at checkout for your free account or for 50% off your premium account. Once again, that's issue.com slash podcast with promo code females. Great. All right. Now let's get back to the show. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Okay, so your first step is to recognize that you don't have a pride problem and reveal how self-sabotage masquerades as self-interest. Okay, explain that because I feel like I need like the plain English version of self-sabotage masquerading as self-interest. Okay, so this is kind of what we just talked about. Uh, The self-sabotage would kind of uh, represent, you know, just self-serving and it masquerades itself as self-interest. But I'm really big on this. So when you're falling into the self-love movement for the self-serving attitude can sabotage your life, which we just kind of went over. Pride is this negative thing, right? It's not a positive notion in any way. So anything we do that's rooted in pride, whether we realize it or not, has a negative effect on us. So chronic self-serving with no regards to make a positive influence in the world or to take care and love those around us is harmful to not just the people around you, but you yourself. It's harmful to everyone it's going to have negative impacts on your life. So as much as humility is about other people, it's also about us as well. If you want success and joy, I know we all want that, then practicing humility, it'll give you all the things you desire and more. It'll bring to you all the things you you wanted, um, all the reasons you started following the self-love movement will actually come to you uh, once you start practicing humility. Because out of humility comes love, patience, everything. So with this first step, it's sort of like there isn't really a to-do list item. It's just sort of recognize what we're talking about. Like maybe just write down. So you have the definition of like pride versus something that's done in humility as, and, and just, again, the goal with the first step, you guys is just to recognize that these two things are different and how they're different, which we've obviously described, right? Yeah. It's, you know, this is all the, the steps are really like a matter in your heart is to be very self-aware of what is pride and what is humility. So next is to adopt a student mindset. How do you start this and what does that look like on a daily, weekly, or even a quarterly basis? Always be open to learning and realizing that you could be wrong. Our pride tries to protect us from being wrong. Um, So really, it's very hard. It's, you know, sometimes it can even feel hurtful to be wrong, (laughs) especially to someone that you might not like, but it's very important to step outside of yourself and ask, am I wrong? You know, am I right? Can I learn from this? Yeah. We read this summer, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Candy, and he talks about how one of the most powerful things humans can do is just be constantly willing to admit when they're wrong and not necessarily like criticize yourself like in a negative way, but just sort of that what you said about the self-awareness and being aware of the fact that you could be wrong and that's okay. And I think so many people really struggle with being wrong and their, their gut reaction is to always defend and go, you know, and it's just, it's a, 
it's a frustrating thing, I think, to also work right. with, or be mm-hmm. with people like that. And I think to your point, coming at stuff from a student mindset and willing to learn also, I think just takes the pressure off of these people who feel like they need to be right all the time or that, you know, yeah. they want to argue why they're, you know, they're a right fighter is that's what we call it in my house. Like you fight until <laughs> someone goes, okay, okay, you're right. And it's like, most of the time, right. we're just going to tell you that because we're going to be so exhausted at some point. Right. Yeah. It's very exhausting. It's very exhausting to always have to be right. And that's why I talk about social media so much in my book, because it's, it's a battleground for that. You know, it's really brought that out of people um, in a way that we've never seen before. So, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a quote where it's like, if your island of knowledge grows, your shore of ignorance (laughs) grows like even larger. Truly don't know who said that. (laughs) That randomly came into my head, but I I think it's so relevant where it's like, I mean, I feel like that's as a common, like going back to like philosophers, <laughs> like Socrates or whatever, just knowing that like the more, you know, the more like the less you really do know and you're just more aware of like how much you're lacking in knowledge. So I think it's like so important to just, yes, also just like be quiet. <laughs> yes. I feel yeah. like yeah. that's another thing where people love to cloud their knowledge by like proving that they know something rather than sitting back and being like, you know, and listening. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Listening. It's very pretentious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I think, and not to just like drag on about how bad social media is, but the problem with social media too, we find this at career contest is like, there isn't enough context, right? Mm-hmm. So like we might give you mm-hmm. a sentence or a meme or something to be funny. Or like for us, we share a lot of Uh, pieces from our articles. And we struggle because it's not the whole article. It's like three sentences of information and people just go to town on there sometimes. And a lot of times the frustration is sort of like, well, if you go and you get the whole context or you read the whole article or to your point, like get the more information, it will actually help clear this up a lot. I think what's happening is, especially with like Instagram is it's almost turning into this place where people get their information, but you're getting such bite-sized information that you know, I would really encourage people to, I mean, let's get to your next point, which is about filtering your thoughts through. But I would almost say also like filter the news you're reading or like what you're, what you're doing as well. So filter your thoughts and actions through humility and make it a daily practice. So I'm curious if you can give maybe an example of what a daily practice would be. Is it something like at the end of the day, you think about, okay, here were my actions today, or here are some of my thoughts, or as a thought pops up, do you write it down? Like what, how could someone, if, if they want to tangibly start doing this, what does that look like? For me, when I see something and I think about commenting on it, I ask if it stirs my heart, if it caused any sort of unrest, you know, that feeling, if you're getting upset, you know, that is just when you know, to keep scrolling and to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. avoid, because if it's stirring your heart, it's meant to do that. It's meant to make you feel a certain way. It's meant to make you angry or upset or bitter towards that person posting it. And usually when I start to feel that, I just know to step away because social media more times than not, is not the place to change minds, to make big changes. There are billions and millions of posts already on the same things. Millions of people already fighting, you know, your, your backhanded comment or your argument is so engulfed in the noise already that it it's become pointless. And I know on a smaller scale, looking at it, it looks important that you need to confront it. 
But again, you really need to ask yourself, am I doing this just for me, just to be right, just to prove this person wrong on a post and hurt them or, you know, cause, a, you know, a line of a difference between us, you know, especially with friends. Mm-hmm. I see friends attack each other all the time and, and it's not worth it. It's not worth losing a friendship. It's not worth not loving that person for, you know, and often more times when we engage in that kind of stuff, it's just for ourselves. It's never for the betterment of the world um, as a whole. So, so if you're going to do something or you're going to advocate for something, have an actual plan, like a, like a plan of attack. Like that is why I wrote a book on humility and I didn't just make five posts about it on Facebook because I, I wanted to have a real, a life-changing plan where people can actually see it and get results from it. And, um, that was everlasting. It wasn't fleeting like everything else we see. So making a daily practice, I would say, is is asking yourself when you see things that stir your heart, you know, and you want to engage in them, is this something that's for me or is it really to better uh, the rest of the world? Because that's something a lot of people deal with. And if you're not very active on social media, uh, but you pop in every once in a while and you get upset when you do, don't be afraid to unfollow those accounts. Even if people message you, why did you unfollow me? You know, just, just be honest. And I've had to do that. I've had to tell people, you know, honestly, like these posts were upsetting me. I thought we were friends, but, (laughs) but you know, some of the things you say, I feel like are are directly at me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just don't want to see, I don't want to be more upset. So I'm actually stepping away so I can focus on loving you, you know, not because I don't like it. I just don't want to be mad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it seems like a lot of these daily practices are more of like preemptive rather than a reflection it's always like checking yourself in the moment I feel like something that I've said in the past if I see something that like bothers me for some reason I literally will out loud say like this bothers me and I don't think it should or like I'm not sure why and it's usually just like again like something about yourself or like I think this is especially when I was like job searching like after college for example where it was like super stressful time and seeing anyone else's like success or whatever, it felt so like, oh, mm-hmm. this feels like hurting me. But it's like, they really don't even know my situation. So it's like even more detached. Right. But yeah, I think like actually saying it out loud or just consciously having a moment where you're like, okay, I feel upset for some reason, but why <laughs> should yeah. I? Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? Like acknowledging the big feeling that you're having in mm-hmm. that moment. I agree. And I think that I'm thinking about this at like work too. Like we're talking a lot about social media, but this happens at work. It's like CCing the person. It's like, well, are you doing it to show to them that you're working versus are you doing it to actually be helpful? Like, I don't know. I just think they're, I think almost like this overall message of like self-awareness and like thinking before you act, which I know this is all advice we probably got as like preschoolers, like, or, you know, <laughs> right? kids with our moms. It's like, think before you speak, you know? And my mom always says this to me. She's like, just because you're thinking, it doesn't mean it needs to come out of your mouth. You know, like there is these internal filtering systems that I do think are ultimately extremely beneficial, whether you're in a work situation with your friends, with your partners through social media, and it can truly, truly benefit you. And a lot of different ways. And as your, to your point is like, it actually does help you feel happier, achieve more. And I always just think like, geez, like waste your time way less, right? Like you're going to spend way less yes. time <laughs> thinking about that thing. So right. 
Well, thank you, Jessica, so much for introducing us to the practice of humility and showing us like a new lens to look through. Everyone, don't forget that you can purchase Jessica's new book. It's called The Humility Paradox, How Humble People Can Be Happier, Achieve More, and Make a Better Living Right Now. It's online. And we'll also include a link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review. We love hearing from you all. And thank you so much for helping us get over the 200 mark. I think we're at like 206 or seven now. So it's very, very exciting to just get into a new set of numbers on the reviews. Another quality that's required for success is confidence. That's right. You can learn how to strengthen your confidence muscles. We'll teach you how in our new online course, The Confidence Crunch strengthening your confidence muscle in 21 days, which includes step-by-step video tutorials, an interactive workbook, and a 21-day confidence calendar that will overhaul your habits in just three weeks. We've linked to that in the show notes as well. And a big thank you to Jessica for sharing her time and excellent advice around humility today. Don't forget, you can pick up a copy of her book, which we also link to in the show notes.